Wrestle Buddy Podcast. All about wrestling. Subscribe and follow for more content. Hey Wrestle Buddies, welcome to another exclusive interview. And I've got an absolute legend with me today. Uh, Carlos Colon Jr., mostly known as Carlito in the WWE. How are we doing today, Carlito? Good, good, good. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Um, really big fan myself personally as well. So it's um, you know, really honored to interview you today. Um so one of the things I always start an interview with, and it's a it's a bit different for you for yourself because um Normally, I say, how did somebody get into wrestling? But obviously, you come from the legendary Cologne family. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, looks like you were destined to be this from birth. So, did you ever have a, t- a time when you thought you would not go into the wrestling business? Or was it just from an early age you knew uh, that what you wanted to do? I don't know. Yeah, it was just such a long time ago. Such a young age, too. Uh, like I said, all my, you know, like I said uh, before, all my jobs were wrestling related. You know, I mean, I started uh, in the canteen selling food. When I was a beer hawker, uh, cameraman, I used to put up the ring. So yeah, I think uh, becoming a wrestler was just a gradual step in the uh, in the process. <laughs> Brilliant. And you then you you learned your trade in your father's promotion, didn't you? And then you moved on to WWE after that, and you went through the yeah. Ohio Ohio Valley. Um, what was the di- what do you think the differences are from back then? in terms of your developmental in, in the territory that you were in then to what NXT is like now? Do you think like that was the card they were already setting the store for it back then? Yeah, just, uh, you know, now NXT is just so much more advanced. You know what I mean? All the uh, uh, the equipment they have, uh, you know, I think that I don't know how many rings they have. They have like all kinds of doctors now. Uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have any of that stuff. So it's, uh, it's uh, in other ways, yeah, it's different. A lot, lot more professional than, than what it was before. And so you progressed through the Ohio Valley and then you, you went to the main roster. And you know, what was your feeling when you got to the main roster? Did you feel like it was coming at that point or was it a surprise when you got the call up? Yeah, you know, it's always a surprise when they, they call you up. Um, but like I said, I was ready. That was, that was my goal. You know what I mean? My goal, uh, you know, being OBW is great. You know, I learned a lot, but my goal was always to get to the, uh, the main stage. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I couldn't wait to, to, to yeah, start and up. You, to be fair, you looked at it as soon as you come in. It was kind of you just slotted straight in there, and it was looked like you'd been there for years. Did you feel kind oh. of calm and at home when you first got there? Yeah, you know, because like I said, in Puerto Rico, I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of went through all that. I'd already worked in front of the large audiences. You know, I mean, I'd already, you know, done uh, high-profile matches. So uh, yeah, it was just, you know, it was just it was the same, just you know, just even a bigger stage than what it was in Puerto Rico. Yeah, brilliant. And one thing I wanted to ask you, just a question that just popped into my head now is your character was the, the cool and calm character. And, you know, obviously talking to you now, you're just very, very cool and calm. You collected yourself. Do you feel like that's the kind of best characters that people should go for? Is something that's like an extension of their own personality? Definitely, yeah. Like, you know, it's like uh, like Ben says, just be be yourself with the volume turned up. That usually turns out to be the best characters. So, you know, that's that's, you know, that's true what he says. Okay, so I'm just going to go to some questions that we got here. So one question I wanted to ask was, Dark Side of the Rings not long come back on now. And obviously right. there was a bit of controversy with Ric Flair on this. Now, you worked with Rick, and 
did you ever see any wildness like this or do you feel like they've been a bit unfair to him because i know some people have spoken out about how it's being cleverly edited and the story's not all there yeah i mean i wasn't i wasn't uh with the company we're doing the plane ride of yeah. hell but uh yeah it was all kind of crazy stuff that went on in, in the wrestling business back then you know and, and uh you know it, it was a different time it doesn't doesn't necessarily make it right you know mm. what i mean uh but it was you know it's just a different time but you know i as uh, you know, there's not much I can say about it. You know, I mean, there was, was a lot of uh, shenanigans, a lot of uh, things that in those times we we thought of as jokes and stuff. And then you look back now, you're like, wow, what you know, what were we thinking? You know, I mean, that was we was uh, you know, but you know, but that's that's comes with a lot of stuff. That just comes with with time mm. and you know and maturity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that I was laughing about was um, I was watching back some old wrestling events over the summer, and um, I watched SummerSlam '91 with um, Ted DiBiase, the Millions Dollar Man versus Virgil as Butler, and I was thinking in, in modern days that that just would not fly in nowadays. But back then, it, nobody blinked an eye at it or made any right. difference with it. You know, it's yeah, and it's like when the old timers tell us about you know what they call ribs nowadays. You doesn't be man; those aren't ribs; those are felonies. Like you know, what I mean? like. <laughs> What the hell are you guys thinking? But you know, back then they, they took it as, as jokes. So yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, like I said, it's different. With everything, it's a different time. It doesn't make it right necessarily, but that's you know, it's just yeah, perceived um, differently well, back then. Yeah, and one thing I want to say was Tommy Zima. Obviously, you know, he's had a lot of flack for this interview and uh, for, for his interview on that show and and kind of you know what he said. And I've seen his apology since. And that you know, did you worked with Tommy? What did you think of Tommy? Because he comes across such a genuine guy. And I feel like he's he's getting a lot of heat for not really anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's stuff kind of came off insensitive, but like, uh, you know, one guy that that's you know that is you know is a good guy in the business, and the guy that's looked out for the girls has been Tommy. You know, what I mean, like, I'm sure a lot of girls can can attest to that. Uh, so yeah, he's, yeah, he's getting a lot of heat for it, and hopefully, uh, you know, it uh, it'll it'll blow over because, uh, like I said, you know. I don't know, you know, I don't know the whole situation. It came off a little insensitive, but I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, Tommy to be that type of uh, of guy. You know what I mean? I've mm. always thought yeah. him as a I good mean, guy. Yeah, his comments on there was something along the lines of, and don't quote me on this, but it was, you know, people. It was as you've just said, it's the lads being the lads back then, and it was kind of thing. But it's not sexual abuse or anything. And I think he, you know, he's right on the what he's saying is the fact that it wasn't really like that. It's just. I think people just took it a little bit the wrong way of what he said, and I think he could have probably expressed himself a bit differently on it. And I just felt like it was very right. unfair. Because yeah, you know, like like Flair used to do that rope thing all the time, mm. and, but it's always as a joke. And you never heard I'd never heard of stories of him forcing himself, yeah, on people. Uh, but you know, but he used to, you know, but also you know, also doing that, you know, is is uh, like nowadays is you know, that's kind yeah. of a felony too, right? But you know. The, we took it as a joke back then, but I could understand, you know, one, it was back then, but also I could understand two is that, you know, somebody not being in the business might, you know, take it a whole different way. And we didn't, we didn't take that into consideration sometimes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was the same. I was in um, Amex military and uh, obviously when I was back, when I was in the army and some of the stuff we used to get up to is um, unless you're actually part of that fraternity, you wouldn't understand. Sure, it. You got outside of that. Yeah. I, I remember too, yeah. like uh, all the time it was funny to me. We'd, you know, after shows and stuff, us, you know, wrestlers, we go in and eat somewhere and we're having a regular conversation in public and now look around and people like eavesdropping on it. You see their faces like, what? You know, to us, it's just a normal <laughs> thing, but you forget that yeah. for other people, that's like, you know, it's some wild stuff, you know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's crazy. So, 
you know, you have a massive experience in your wrestling career, um, and you know, in my eyes, it's a Hall of Fame career, wavy career. Um, you know, are you looking to ever pass on all your experience to other wrestlers once you, you know, maybe in a backstage role at WWE or AEW or one of the other companies to kind of help the next generation of talent along? Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm open to uh, all kinds of ideas. Nobody calls me, but, uh, you know, I'm open uh, to all kinds of ideas. And, uh, you know, like doing the indie scene and doing little shows and conventions, I try to help the guys out uh, and, you know, pass on whatever knowledge I have. Or, you know, just give them suggestions because, uh, yeah, you know, I, I want uh, I want to make the business better and I want to help out, you know, the guys coming up. Mm. OK. And um, AEW at the moment have gone through a massive talent acquisitions. They're, they're bringing in a lot of talent. Um, in my eyes, they're bringing in a lot of big level superstars in their eyes and they're bringing in, you know, and I can't understand why they haven't reached out to you, if that's what you say. But also, do you think, do you see them as a credibility to WWE now, or do you feel like they've still got a long way to go? Oh, definitely. No, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think they still grow a lot more, but I think definitely, uh, you know, WWE needs to keep their eye on them. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy that there's another place for the boys to go, number one, and there's other options. And two, you know, competition makes, makes for better product. You know what I mean? Mm, you could already see that, you know, WWE is starting to step up their product, you know? So, I think, uh, yeah, it's companies is always, always great. And I like to see the more companies, you know, doing great, the better. Yeah. And, you know, Jim, Jim Ross made an interesting comment the other day about um, how the, the AEW sees them as more when the attitude there was going on, which looks like they're taking a totally different approach to WWE. Do you think like that's better as well? Because it's two different products rather than the same thing, trying to collide with each other? Yeah, it's definitely different. Uh, I think it's better. Yeah. You don't want to see, you know, the same formula on uh, two different shows. Um, mm. Plus two, yeah, they got to remember like the attitude, you know, then people say like, oh, the business changed a lot too, but remember society's changed. Like you can't do a lot of the stuff mm. that, that, you know, is done. And even in, in uh, Meyer, what is mine? What was the aggressive, what was mine called? The, uh, the ruthless, ruthless aggression aggression. era. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, let's, you we can't do a lot of stuff. You know, looking back, I'll look at some, uh, my opinions and stuff. And I'm a little embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God, we used to do that back then. like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's tough too, you know, and, uh, you know, like, you know, wrestling was very stereotypical back then. You can't really be, mm. you know, stereotypical yeah. these days, but, you know, but so I don't know. It's, it's, it's a way to, it's just, uh, evolving and adjusting to new, you know, to new eras, I guess. Yeah. I couldn't imagine uh, spitting in someone's face during the pandemic. It goes out. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. um, do you see yourself wrestling with AEW at all? Or have you had any contact with them or? I've had no contact with them. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to, uh, you know, sit down and talk to them. If, if, you know, they're interested. I always thought, you know, like I am Latino, a lot of, you know, or even WWE is a lot of these, I don't understand why they haven't called me. Cause you know, I, 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 I speak Spanish, I speak English and I could help out, you know, they, they always complain that, these young guys I don't get a voice, but I could help, you know, be the voice for these guys. Or I could, you know, I could also do like a Spanish commentary. But like I yeah. said, you know, I uh, I don't know either. But I'm not I'm not stressing it either. You know, what I mean, I, I'm mm. still doing my thing. But you know, I'm, I'm if they call, it'd be great. But I'm not yeah. uh, I'm not sitting by the phone either. So like with the AEW and WWE rosters at the moment, there's a lot of like good in ring talent in in both companies at the moment. Do you ever? you know, look at the, the products and think who who would be the one that I'd love to have a match with or, you know, if you, no, you could tear the house those, down those, with. Yeah, those those days are over me. I kind of, like I was like, what's your dream? I kind of already had, I guess, all my dream because I worked pretty much. 
uh, everybody. But uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of great talent there. But I've always I've always thought of myself someone you can put in the mix and, and work with anybody, mm. and uh, you know, get 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 decent uh, work out of out of uh, or mm. put it on a decent product. You know, with, with anybody there is. Yeah. I mean, the, the good thing is, I mean, just when you're going back to saying about, obviously, what you're speaking Spanish and AEW, probably it'd be a good thing for if you're looking at, um, like, Penta or um, Andrade. It'd be a good place to, to pop you with them and give the experience because they are, you know, the good talents, aren't they? But, they, you know, they're great, yeah, they're still great, are on the way. That's a great talent, yeah. yeah. Well, I always say with AEW is, like, you know, maybe not as much Andrade because he's been in WWE, but like Penta and stuff is it's different coming from indies to television because you've got to wear camera angles and spots. Do you think that's true in that sense? Yeah, that's it, a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of times you can see that the guys, you know, they're they're off on where to look or how to work a certain there's different size crowds to work. There's a lot of intricacies. Yeah, that's mm. different from doing the indies and also uh, TV. Also, the indies yeah. too. Remember, your voice carries a lot because. Shows are small and stuff. So, you, so you got to find when it's these big uh, TV show. You know, you got twenty, thirty thousand people. You can't project. So you got to find other ways to to get your character across. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, and obviously, you know, in, uh, just mentioning Andrade, and, and on the flip side, in in WWE, I feel like Humberto Carrillo is probably one that's you know just floating about in the main card now at the moment, but he's not really right. getting anywhere. Where Garza, you know, Garza is another with... one has another great talent. Yeah. I think that yeah, yeah it's yeah. just yeah. So you look at them too, and you, and you think to yourself, putting them with somebody like yourself with the star power you have, and it could, you know, bring them guys up, couldn't it? It could, right? Or just you know, just be their voice. You know what I mean? Like you mm. know, yeah, let them yeah. do their, you know, because they, they're great in the ring. So let them do the work yeah. in the ring. I could be the the voice. Well, that's it, because you know, you know they are good in the ring, and like you know, say me personally, obviously I still follow the product to this day. But my my brother, for instance, he watches. WWE kind of sporadically he doesn't watch it all Sporadic, the time yeah. no, and yeah. if he turns over and seeing Humberto or Angel with yourself he'd turn around and go what's Carlito doing with these guys because he'd recognise yourself and then he'd, you know, he'd get to see them working in ring and kind of it's like a, it's like a pulling it's a hook isn't it it's a hook for somebody yeah. who's watched wrestling to bring them back and kind of right. help them you know, identify them to the new exactly. and that's, that's yeah that's the problem with a lot of guys too you need to talk or have a voice to really you know, get to the uh, the greater audience. And in 2021, you came back to WWE, you know, uh, for the Royal Rumble. You were a surprise incident in the Royal Rumble. I know I was jumping 3 o'clock in the morning, 3 a.m. in the UK when we watched these uh, pay-per-views, and I was jumping off the seat when you come out, and um, obviously you were on Raw the next night. Uh, remember my missus coming into my room telling me to shut up because the kids were in bed. <laughs> and, um, but, you, you know, why didn't you stay longer? I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's all the... Uh... We agreed on is go to Rumble and then do Raw that after that. After that, I haven't uh, received any calls. Like I said, like I said, nobody uh, nobody calls me. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Do you think that's got a lot to do with the pandemic more than anything else? Because they're just bringing people in sporadically, and then they can't have. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't really know any reasons. Uh, you know. I mean, it could be. Yeah. It could be all kinds of things. You never. You never know. Like I said, I'm like mm. I'm not sweating it too much. You know. What I mean, they have their reasons, and yeah, I respect that. And. You know, obviously you come back in. What did you see any differences in the twenty twenty one locker room to the two thousand and six, two thousand and five? Uh yeah, it's funny. It's it's the way I see. It. Like for the first twenty minutes, it felt weird, and then after that, it was kind of like you know, I'd been there the whole time. It was weird. It's it's uh, like I said, there's a lot of things are different, but a lot of things are the same too. A lot of new faces, but then uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, faces 
that I'd see before. A lot of uh, faces that were there before I even got there. You know, the guys 20 years in, you know, maybe yeah. 30 years in. So it was it was cool to go and uh, and catch up with the with a lot of the backstage people that I hadn't seen yeah. in years. So that that was uh, that was definitely fun for me. Yeah. And of course, and meeting we- all the new kids that there. Yeah, and I was just going to ask that with the new guys that are there. You know, they obviously do show you respect and kind of from, you know, yeah, your past. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's another yeah. difference. Uh, like, I mean, everybody's very respectful and, uh, uh, you know, it was different. A lot of more, a lot more camaraderie these days than, yeah. than there was before. And I know you did, obviously, you didn't, um, like, you know, stay that long in the Rumble and you were just there for it. And then Raw the next night, you had the match and stuff like that. How did it feel with the, without the crowd being there? It, yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely weird. You know what I mean? You definitely miss the crowd. Mm. Uh, I think wrestling, uh, you know, crowd's a big part. You know, I would say that they're, 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 you know, if it's a singles match, they're the third man out there. You know what I mean? Mm. You depend a lot on the crowd. And they, uh, you know, they it's like, you know, it sounds corny, but it's true. They really give you energy. You know what I mean? They really hype you up. So without, uh, you know, and, the, you know, WWE puts on a great spectacle. You know what I mean? You know, they do mm. all the fireworks and the monitors. But still without an audience, it's, it's still, it's just not the same. Yeah, and do you know when you're wrestling? Well, when you were wrestling in the the Thunderdome, as they call it, did you did they pump in crowd music or was it just silence in there? No, I think it was. I think it was. I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah, it was a lot. Was, I remember it was, it, was, it was a lot of noise, which was yeah. good because if it, if it was no audience, you know, just monitors and then no sound, I mean, I would have been. Yeah, I that's know. what I was. <laughs> I was wondering. I was thinking because we can hear the crowd at home. Can can you hear that in the ring or was it just a bit silent? Yeah. I think it was the same sounds you guys heard. I think they were pumping it into the uh, yeah. the Thunderdome, as they call it. And, you know, it, back in the 2020, when the pandemic was on, WWE made a lot of cuts to talents and stuff like that. What's your thoughts on that? Like, what do you think the reasoning was? Or, you know... I think it was just uh, cost-cutting, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, trying to, you know, because they, 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 for a minute there, they went where they're just hiring everybody, right? So, mm. I guess, you know, with the pandemic, I knew it was going to come back to bite them. And, you know, it's just... It's not feasible economically, I think, you know, to, to have so many people on the roster, you know what I mean? Especially, you know, when you can't use a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. And obviously with the, I don't know whether you've seen recently, the WWE, apparently, obviously, this is from Dave Meltzer, it's not um, gospel, but they're only looking to aesthetically pleasing people, big guys, all this type of thing that WWE are looking to just take in as a raw talent rather than they're not going to be these scenes anymore or all this what's your thoughts on that uh well i didn't heard that i'd heard that they were going for young guys they wanted like i think but under 30 or something mm. was the new thing i mean uh i don't know you know they they have their reasons uh i i disagree i think you yeah. just gotta go and find the best talent out there those you know what i mean uh yeah. don't really matter you know i don't think it really matters the age uh well the experience you know they're just just uh, guys that you can look at and you know, you, mm. you know that they have something. But, yeah. you know, like I said, you know, they, they have their reasons and, you know, hopefully it works out for them. Mm. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. That's it. And, uh, you know, I know CM Punk said on um, Dynamite this week, he was saying about professional wrestling, and I think it was like a, a bit of a, you know, poorly disguised dig at WWE saying he's back professional wrestling and, you know, they're more sports entertainment, as we know. Do you think, like, that's the difference between what why they're looking for kind of a set type of person that they can kind of mould in their own life because they're more entertainment than looking for really, really good in-wing workers? Uh, maybe, well, yeah, maybe, but I always, you know, I always I always think you need you need both. Mm. You, need to, you need to have the great performance, but you also need the sports entertainers because, you know, a lot of times those sports entertainers that, 
bring in the casual crowd because the hardcore, you know, the, the good ring workers always bring in the hardcore, but then you need the entertainers will bring in the casual with you know, they just flip in the channel. All of a sudden, you know, you should do something stupid. Mm. Like friends of me or something. Look who's that guy with that spitting apple and stuff. You know what I mean? What the guy with the crazy hair, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, you mix that in with the, with the, with the good wrestlers. And then, you know, it's, 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 it's more entertaining that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I heard that they were doing this type of thing, well, what well, obviously, as we said, you know, it's not what we know they're doing, it's just what we've heard they're doing. Um, it just made me think back to something that Bruce Pritchard said a long time ago, where he said, like, anybody can be good on an offense, show me you can sell and get somebody else over, and then I'll tell you you're a good wrestler. And it just made me think, like, if they're going for these big guys or the young guys and stuff like that, you know, they need these really good in-ring workers and, and to get these new talents over and to make them look right. better. Yeah, exactly. To guide them and, and, and let them know, you know, because like I said, you know, under 30 is great. They look great. They can perform great. But they, at, at that level, you know, I don't think even I, you know, second generation, I, I felt I didn't have everything put together till you know, I was in my early 30s. So it's, 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 it's very hard to find. There's some guys out there, you know what I mean? Uh, they can put it together young. But I, I think the majority, it takes them time to really develop to be, you know, especially to be on the grand stage like like WWE or AEW. Yeah. And um, just, I know there's been a lot of rumors with the talent cuts and the cost cutting backstage and stuff like that, that WWE may be looking to sell the company. Now, I know, obviously, you're a, a second generation superstar. You come from a, your father's a promoter. If you put your promoter's hat on and you're looking at the bit or the business hat on and you're looking at the kind of stuff they're doing do you see that as a credible option uh i, I don't see Vince selling uh the company that's that's uh you know i don't i don't think he sees uh, you know i don't think he sees anybody running that company but him so uh it'll be interesting but i don't so you know to ponder that but i don't think uh vince was is, is, is selling his baby as they say yeah, I mean, that was more my fault because I work in, in like a corporate setting and I know when corporate, when they're looking to sell a company, they want to make it as profitable as possible. So that's why I was kind of thinking with the mass cuts and the, you know, it wasn't just talent that got cut, was it? It was cameramen, backstage people. Right, all kinds of, yeah. Made right. everything very small. And I was just thinking to myself, are these kind of making moves here to make it look a lot more profitable so that they can hot potato it off? <laughs> right, but I, I just don't see Vince selling the company uh, you know i don't know he's just too invested in it, i think so we'll look to wrap up now i've just got some questions from wrestle cult on discord for you carlito um obviously okay. just asked us to ask a few questions so the first one was who came up with the idea for the apple spitting gimmick well uh the apples gimmick. if you, if you noticed that all my all carlito's uh first vignettes were just razor ramon ripoff uh mm. vignettes uh i didn't realize it until uh i was at the razor ramon's hall of fame because my dad was getting inducted after him and they were showing his old vignettes. And I'm looking, I was like, wait a minute. Mine are all exactly like, oh, wow, they're all ripoffs of Razor. All right, fine. And then in one of them, he spat, I forgot what he, he had some kind of fruit. I don't know. Yeah, that's somebody's. So they switched it around where I spat in a vendor's face. And I guess Vince, I think it was Vince's idea because he, he liked it. And uh, he remembers looking back at the, at the footage. He goes, oh, I love that. I want you to keep doing that. Like, all right. That works. That works for me. <laughs> Okay, and the second question from them, why did you leave WWE in 2006? Uh, I think it was 2010 that I left. Um, ah, right I was, yeah, I just, I just needed a break, man. I was just, mentally, I was, uh, you know, I, I was checked out mentally since maybe 08 or something, you know what I mean? So I just needed a, a, a break. My plan was always to, like, take a break and come back. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I didn't think it would take, like, 10 years or 11 years to... <laughs> 
<laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah, like I said, I just I just made it a, a, a you know from uh, just the grind of the business, you know. And plus, you know, working for my dad to OVW, like I never really had a break from wrestling, mm-hmm. so I just I just needed uh, some time for me. I you know I couldn't uh, mentally, I, I just couldn't take it. I needed uh, I needed to be away. Okay, so I know you've said that you've had no contact with WWE or AEW. So what are you up to nowadays? You know, have you got what have you got coming up? Is there any shows or Yeah, I'm doing all kinds of shows all over all over the world still. Um uh yeah, just so just doing uh, doing my own schedule, man. And you know, doing these little shows, these conventions and and I'm having a having a blast doing it. Yeah. Have you got any plans to come to the UK anytime soon or I would, I would love to. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope uh, they reach out soon because I've always had a good time there, and I, I can't wait to get back. Good stuff, good stuff. And just one last thing from me: I heard you've done a bit of acting not too long ago. Is that something yeah. that you're looking to progress further as you go? You know. Yeah, like I said, I'm open to all kinds of things. Uh, it's something fun. What I like about it is that uh, I'm a rookie again. You know, which is kind of mm. cool. Like you know, being in the wrestling business for so many years now, I'm at the veteran stage, so it's kind of cool. Like I feel like I'm starting all over from the bottom. So it makes you kind of hungrier, you know what I mean? So it's, mm. it's, uh, it's, I'm always, you know, up for new experiences. Uh, you know, it terrifies me too. So I'm always, I always like to, you know, do things that challenge me and that scare me. Yeah. And I know, obviously, you know, you've had the legendary, uh, Carlos Colon. He's had the Puerto Rican territory for a long, long time. Obviously, it's something that stood the test of time even longer than, you know, obviously Vince swallows up a lot of it, didn't he? But, um, you know, even even WWE, they've still carried on going over there. You know, is that something that you'd look to maybe take over in the future, inherit and, and look to set yourself up as a promoter? No, 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 I can't. Uh, I can't deal with the boys. That's one thing that I can't. <laughs> I can't do. Uh, my brother, maybe my brother and cousin might mm. uh, go that route. But yeah, I just told him, just bring me in his talent. I'll help out the way I can. But uh, yeah, like I said, dealing, dealing with the boys and their egos is, is something that I just don't want to deal with. <laughs> You'd rather just have to tear up and wrestle and go again. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Just give me in and give me out, and that's it, man. <laughs> and I know, as you said before, you had to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Do you see yourself going into the Hall of Fame one day? Uh, not yet. I don't think I have the credentials yet. Hopefully, if I get another run, I could mm. do something. Uh, but, you know, not yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? This, you know, yeah. I didn't realize. I, was, I remember people asking me that. I was only in WWE for six years, which is crazy. Mm. Always thinking, yeah, it seemed yeah, like you were there. But you were very long, prominent yeah. in them six years because there's other people who have been there for 10, 15 years and you go, what? They've been there how long? Do you know? So it just shows you how prominent on TV and how at the top you were at that point. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm very thankful. All these years later, people still uh, people still remember me and people still appreciate it. So that's, that's very cool. Yeah. And no, if you got a call off WWE saying about go maybe to the performance center or something along them lines, would you be interested in something like that? Uh, would I be interested in it? Uh, I wouldn't be interested, but I would do it. You know what I mean? I did, uh, you know, it depends. I'm, 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 like I said, I'm open to, you know, I, uh, I checked my ego at the door a long time ago. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm open to to whatever. I don't think I'm better than than anybody. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm just open to any good ideas that I think uh, would entertain me and that would profit, you know, both both sides. Brilliant. Okay, well, Carlos, thanks so much for joining us today. Where can people keep up to date with you on social media and, and whatnot? Uh, my social media, my Twitter is at Lito Cologne 279, L-I-T-O-C-O-L-O-N 279. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. All I have is, uh, is, uh, was Instagram and, uh, and Twitter. I have like 87 Facebook, but I don't, I don't run any of those. I don't know who, 
Wasn't <laughs> There's always a lot of people listening yeah. a lot of Facebooks and that. Yeah. But well, thanks very much for joining us, Wrestle Buddies. Uh, make sure you leave some comments in the comment section on this being interested to get your uh, your take on some of this stuff. And also make sure you go and give Carly so a follow and uh, keep up to date with all his dates. I'm sure he'll swing by your neighbourhood sometime soon. But uh, Carly, so thanks so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure, and um, you know, thanks for talking to me. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks all very right. much. All right. Let's do it.